another episode of meet the shoe i'm shade and i'm nina and today our talk is with katherine sublet and she's going to talk about um you know how she overcame her battles to open up her own organization um nonprofit. let's erase the stigma <laughs> as well as rushing us up on a little bit of um credit um how to get our credit repair repaired um expungements which a lot of us really need and pardons. So Kathy, take the stage. Thank you for come to coming and talking with us and chatting and chopping it up. Thank you for having me. Um, yes. Uh, the nonprofit covers four different programs. Uh, expungement is one budgeting your way to good credit classes is another one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do uh, virtual cultural humility trainings uh, for organizations and colleges and schools in the area. And I do a health and wellness training. Um, each one of these programs are hurdles that I faced uh, when I was released from prison mm -hmm. and uh, just really uh, set on this vision and dream for eight years. And I just decided post George Floyd to do something about it. So I will start off with um, the credit repair and budgeting your way to good credit classes. And um, I am very passionate about um, people getting their credit together. One of the reasons is because before you didn't need good credit to find a place to live or to get a job. And now employers will ask to do a credit check for you to even get the job. Mm -hmm. I believe the reason for that is, is they are looking for responsibility, not so much trying to get into your business, but they feel like if you pay your bills, uh, that they can count on you to show up for work. So that's a responsibility piece. Um, it is having no credit, I want to say, is the same as having bad credit. So uh, I start off with asking people to um, send for their credit report. It's free once a year to annualcreditreport.com. And once they get their credit report back, we go through that credit report line by line. Uh, what people don't know is if you have things that are over seven years old on your credit, it's not the credit bureau's responsibility to take those things off your credit. And as long as they're sitting there, they look like unpaid debt. So the first thing that we do is we uh, write dispute letters to take things that are over seven or well, removal and dispute letters, removal for things that are over seven years and disputes for um, things that don't belong to you. And in the world of uh, identity theft, you might have a whole credit profile that you weren't even aware of. Right. 
And another uh, plus is we try to, or I try to make people aware of how they're spending their money. So I've developed weekly budgeting sheets and it covers like every category, you know, rent, uh, entertainment, cable. And what that does is you actually track how you spend your money. So uh, you have people that, on a regular basis, go to Starbucks and they buy a seven or eight dollar mm-hmm. cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Um, but seven times seven is forty nine, so that's forty nine dollars uh, for one cup of coffee for one week. And if you do that times four weeks, you're spending over two hundred dollars for one cup of coffee. So I try right. to encourage people to yes, treat yourself, mm-hmm. but you might not want to buy um, a seven dollar cup of coffee every day and then the money that you were spending those other six days mm-hmm. I encourage them to put that in savings okay so sometimes when you look at how you're spending your money visually nice. because I give them a weekly budget sheet and a lot of times I hear I don't even know I had that much money to spend mm-hmm. and um you know sometimes you hear that, you know, I didn't realize that I was spending money like that. So you figure if you take that additional money, you can either save it or go buy a coffee pot that can make you those designer coffees. Mm -hmm. Now, this program is not designed either to tell you that you shouldn't go eat out and you shouldn't go do things. But I'm a person that feels like if you have 50 cents, you can put up a dime. If you save enough dimes, you're going to have a savings account. Uh, The goal is to have people... Uh, open up a savings account and put a thousand dollars in that savings account Mm -hmm. so that if something occurs, especially if you have a car and you have an emergency, you're not borrowing and taking money that you would normally pay for a bill Mm -hmm. or a car note to repair that Mm -hmm. car so you can get back and forth to where it is that you need to be. So I encourage um, people to try to save money with whatever their um, budget is or whatever their income is. I hear often, I don't have enough money to save any money. But once you identify on that weekly budget sheet Mm -hmm. how you're wasting money, and I I do. I am genuine in telling people to include everything, which means include your cannabis cannabis bill, (laughs) include your going to the bar money. You know what I'm saying? Because you can easily go into a bar with the intent to buy one drink and end up buying five. You know, so I... It's not designed to shame people for how they're spending, they spend their money. It's mm-hmm. designed to make people aware of how they spend their money. Mm-hmm. I also uh, try to teach people the difference in banks and credit unions. Mm-hmm. When you are saving with the credit union, that's your money working for you. You can be at a bank for 10 years and have an emergency and go to them for a loan and they're going to tell you no they don't care that you've been with them 10 years because they're all about the hidden fees and how they can continue to have you spend your money they don't give you any guidance they don't give you credit repair information so um i just try to encourage people to really look at you know where they're going where they see themselves in even a year two years, five years, because many people are out here with goals and they have no idea where to start and how to get there. Okay. So do you um, charge 
for your program? I mean, is it a fee or do can they come in your program through the state? Um, being as though um, are you you have a nonprofit, so how does it how do you, how does it work to where? I offer the um, every program that I have. I offer for free. Okay. Um, nice. This again is my passion, so I'm going to do it with or without funding. Okay. Um, it's helping people to look beyond their situation. Mm -hmm. So how the budgeting classes work is I host uh, a budgeting class every quarter. And what that is, is four Saturdays, two hours each Saturday. Okay. Uh, within those four weeks, I try to have people come in and speak to them like realtors to talk to them about becoming first time homeowners. I am really trying to encourage people that are on section eight and um, getting funds and assistance from the government to use it as a stepping stone mm -hmm. versus a landing rock, because I would really like to see people break the poverty, the, the cycle of poverty. Okay. And you can't do that if you can't see yourself on the other side. So even when the four weeks are done, I'm still hands on. I try to see people through until they reach their goal. And I don't allow people to set non-obtainable goals. It might be, I want to save $200 in the next six months, depending mm -hmm. on what your income is that's doable or it's not doable. So I don't, you know, say, oh, you have to get that thousand dollars in a certain amount of time. I just want them to learn the habit of saving. Okay. Okay. How do they find you? Um, I am on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, I, that's where my nonprofit page is. Okay. Uh, I don't mind leaving my phone number. I have email, but I do lots of marketing mm -hmm. and I would love to see people, you know, get more involved with the budgeting mm -hmm. piece because it is just, like I said, if we don't learn how to get outside of our comfort zone and do the work that it takes to save money, then we will always in an emergency be pulling money from places that we really don't have. You know, the payday loans is like oh, yeah. uh, an absolute trap, mm -hmm. right. you know, but if you have a car that's paid for and the mm -hmm. value of that car is 1200 and you get in some trouble and you go, uh, sign over your title, you know, right. for $400 in the end, you're going to buy that car again <laughs> right. with the interest rate at $1,200, right. you know? So my goal is to really try to help people recognize the importance of if you have a dime, put away a nickel, if you have a dime, put away two cents. And I, that has been an uphill climb. What, a, what, a, what about the people that have, <clears throat> that don't get, that don't make a lot of money and um you know their rent is more than what they actually make right. <laughs> and so they're taking they're taking the pay from 2 weeks ago and then 2 weeks again and then 2 more weeks after to pay the rent mm -hmm. so like they're saving but it's all gone it's yeah. all washed out because they're taking a month and a half's worth of pay to pay to go back and pay the to pay the rent because I know people right now that their rent is late mm. and then it's usually they pay it late and the reason why they pay it late is because they don't have enough money they're not making enough money 
to cover because like you're saying, they went to get payday loans. They went to get loans. Robbing Peter to pay Robbing Paul. Robbing Peter to pay Paul to cover, mm-hmm. um, you know, the most important thing, shelter, a car. Mm-hmm. You're going to think about that before anything, right? Mm-hmm. And so what about what, mm-hmm. how do those people um, succeed? Like what, well, what, what advice do you have for them? I would challenge them and invite them to sit down with me mm-hmm. um, because they're already at a deficit. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would ask them to be authentic with what they make mm-hmm. from payday to payday, but I would challenge them to be more authentic with their spending habits. Okay. So I say that in the sense of if your rent is per se, let's just pull off a number, 600. Mm -hmm. Are you taking a percentage of each each paycheck? Are you spending the first six? And then the second paycheck, you're trying to pay your rent because there's a percentage that you can divide by your paychecks Uh that you can put aside. So I would really invite them to sit down with me because we get behind because of our spending habits. Right. We get behind. So say I was, I I started a job Mm -hmm. and uh, and I'm trying to, um, and I'm living in section eight or I'm Mm -hmm. living in assisted living housing. Mm -hmm. Okay. My rent is going to be based on a third of whatever it is that I make. So I would at that point with that first check that I submit, they're going to let me know what the increase is in my paycheck. So I'll say this again, the majority of people live out of one check and pay rent out of the other check. Right. So I I was going to ask, I'm sorry. Um, What age do you take um, your students as i may say anyone that wants to take your credit repair class anybody i would like to start as early as high school because a lot of times when children go off to college you know the college is sitting there waiting on you saying oh just sign up for this loan Mm -hmm. right sign up for this loan and usually the loan is four or five thousand over what you need for school Mm -hmm. and what a lot of people don't know and colleges won't tell you and this is uh especially for single moms is you can get a full education without a scholarship because they have that type of programming in place. Mm -hmm. So do they tell you that? Absolutely not. You know, so what you do um, when it comes to, there's no age limit in learning about money. Mm -hmm. Um, My first class, there was a lady in there that was retired. She was 67 years old. Mm -hmm. She gets a a wonderful retirement check, but was living from paycheck to paycheck. She didn't have any extras because she told me when she got her paycheck, the last thing she thought about was paying bills. It was all about, oh, let me go buy this. She was an impulse spender. (laughs) So, you know, it's like if somebody called and said, hey, there's a restaurant Wisconsin Dells let's go she said she just took off and went right <laughs> so, so most people most people are like that like that because they're not mm-hmm. used to having money so mm-hmm. if you're not mm-hmm. used to having money then your intentions is to spend to make yourself feel good mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. when you get some money because money makes you feel good mm-hmm. um do you give people uh what should i say um 
like challenges to, like you said, challenges, but do you give them like, is there a, a specific rule that has to apply to your program to where if you fall off track, okay, you're going to be disciplined like this, mm. okay, um, in order for you to stay in the program? Because people need, believe it or not, if you don't have the strength to not um, overspend or right. not do what you're supposed to do to pay your bills that's providing shelter mm -hmm. and a car to get you around. If you're going against that, then it always has to be, if there's a, you know, a teacher, a coach in place, there has to be some type of discipline that will prevent them from falling off track, right? Well, this is what I would say to that. I don't discipline them. Mm -hmm. I reward them. Oh, okay. okay. So I don't feel that it's my position to discipline you because if you don't do the work and if you don't discipline yourself, it's not going to work for you. Okay. So day one, I will tell you, if you're willing to do the work, the program will work for you. Okay. So I don't more or less discipline them or tell them what it is that they need to be doing. I suggest I show them in the raw how if you do this, you will get this result. Like with every choice that you make, there's going to be a consequence. Mm -hmm. Either it's going to be a good oh. consequence or it's going to be a bad consequence. Okay. Now, once people identify to me that my problem is eating out, so I'll give them a challenge. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you can't, if you don't eat out for the next two weeks, and I'm not going to be dipping and trying to find out if you're eating out or not, you know right. what I'm saying? I really am expecting people to be honest because you're not lying to me. You're mm -hmm. lying to yourself. Right. So, you know, what I, what I try to do is if they can discipline themselves to not eat out for three weeks, then I take them out and I treat them. Okay. Nice. You know, so they can have that money that they were spending. I challenge them, the money that you think that you spend going out, put it in a jar, put it in an envelope, because now you truly can treat yourself. Right. But if you have a problem where your lights are getting shut off mm -hmm. because you can't stop eating out, that is not going to affect me. And I don't want to be the budget police. I just want to be able to let you know that if you're willing to do the work and discipline yourself, and that's with anything, then there will be a reward. I mean, I have, I give them the chance to make suggestions. What do you want to do? Do you want go to go up to the Twin Cities? Mm -hmm. Now, our first class, um, Thriving was one of the speakers that we had okay. and he has they have a program that's called an action team they will give you a $250 credit card mm. and so you can spend that towards the goal of whatever you set okay. so that $250 card took the whole class out, those that did not eat out you know in three weeks to a nice dinner mm. and that card could be used for Anywhere you just cannot buy alcohol when you reward them for that, which I think is more than fair. Mm -hmm. But again, I just try to teach people the skills and the tools so that they aren't living paycheck to paycheck, okay. so that they aren't 
taking, you know, a whole paycheck, like you said, or they uh, did the payday loans and you're steady going backwards instead of forwards. Because again, you can save money with any amount of income, but what is it that you are willing to sacrifice? Right. What is it that you're willing to discipline yourself on? Again, you know, never to shame anybody. I think that that would be kind of shaming to say, well, you didn't do this, so I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. Whereas I will say to people that like to go out and drink instead of drinking at home, you can go to the bar and spend $15 or or $20, but you can go buy a bottle for four drinks. You can go buy a bottle and have drinks (laughs) for a couple of days if that's, you know, if you're trying to save money so my main thing is I encourage them to set a goal early on in the class because you know what that goal is Mm -hmm. and then I will ask them is this a goal that you think you can obtain Mm -hmm. and they are either going to say yes or no if they say no Miss Kathy then we're going to set that goal a little bit lower I just want them to feel the um the uh I just want them to be proud of accomplishing a goal. I want them to feel how it feels to say, hey, I said it and I did it. Mm -hmm. So in terms of because I'm offering this for free, you know, I don't feel that me disciplining them would help the situation. So is this um, something that you developed while you were incarcerated or um, this is this cat this happened later? This happened, this happened upon my release. So, uh, when I was released, uh, Woodbury church had a cars, uh, and credit program. Okay. And you did nine weeks on Saturday from nine to 12. Okay. Uh, it was taught by biblical principle, Mm -hmm. meaning that, you know, uh, he who borrows money becomes slave to the lender. Mm, But at the end of their program, you got a car. (laughs) They wanted to know that they weren't going to get that car back. They Mm -hmm. wanted to know that you could maintain the repairs on that car. Mm. So that's what, that's how I became aware because at the end of that program, I got a 2006 PT Cruiser fully loaded. Okay. The title was mine. Uh huh. Wow. And so. What year was it when you got it? I got it in, I'm going to say 2010. Oh, good. Because you have people out here that donate cars. Mm-hmm. Right. As tax write-offs. Now, I didn't get to pick and choose the car, but everybody in the program will get a car. I got to choose from from three. You know, one was a minivan. I was single. I didn't need the minivan. Right. One was a Toyota Corolla. Mm-hmm. And the PT Cruiser just kind of fit my personality. Right. It was blue. <laughs> okay. you, know, you, I remember you can that tell me nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like but what I did is I was able to walk away from that knowing that I had a solid car. They mm-hmm. would allow you to bring the car back to them within, I believe, the first 90 days if something went wrong. Okay. But that car took me into my next car because um, I had... 
wanted a Buick forever. Mm -hmm. So I was able to, the PT Cruiser, I put it up for sale at 10. It was sold at 1130. Mm. So I just took care of it. And so that kind of, I learned with that PT Cruiser because I kept it for, I think four, maybe five years. Mm -hmm. I just learned how to budget. And that's where I started because I was a shopaholic. It was every shoe sale. Oh, I had to go. You know what I'm saying? Macy's, Dane's, you name it. If it was Mm -hmm. a shoe sale, I thought I needed a pair of shoes. So it's more geared to teach you how to discipline Mm -hmm. yourself to success. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I developed my program out of that program. Okay. And so what are um, you, um, mentioned two other programs that you offer. What are those? Um, there's actually three other. It's the expungement workshop. Okay. And uh, for those who don't know what expungement is, it's clearing your background. It's clearing your record so that you can position yourself to compete. Mm-hmm. And um, when you have a background, uh, a criminal background, mm-hmm. it can hinder you from even finding affordable housing, right. decent housing that's worth mm-hmm. living in. And it allows you to work at jobs that provide a living wage. Mm-hmm. Have and- you, have you, have, I, I know um, about expungement, right? I tried getting it. And um, for some reason, the judge said that he didn't get the uh, the information in time. Mm-hmm. I had went through, like, you have to go and um, you go in one part <laughs> and you have to sign all these papers. And you go upstairs. This is in Hennepin County. And you go upstairs and then um, the clerk gives you another set of papers and then you got to sign all those and you got to pay something. Then you go back downstairs and you got to give them the paperwork. So that's just for, but you got to do that for each County. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a process, right? Then when it was time, they had a court date and everything. And when the judge was like, well, you're not on the docket. I'm like, well, why? And so they were like, oh, it's because, um, even though the probation and all that was done and exhausted, they want you to pay the restitution still, mm. right? So the restitution went past the probation, but that's not what was said when the when of the charges, you know, when I um, got the charges, mm-hmm. it was just like pay, you know, as you're on probation, the probation would eat up the the restitution, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I guess it has something to do with the wording and all of that. I don't know, but mm-hmm. it's so old it's like okay well can we get get it, over get it off and it still didn't work well i would be willing to help you with that because you are up in saint paul mm-hmm. um and my process uh with the expungement is um I thought that it wouldn't matter if I got my record cleared or not. But uh-huh. again, I, I went to apply for a place at the age of 60 and they denied me for something I did 33 years ago. Wow. Um, for the people that hear no and turn away, I wouldn't be living here. For me, if you tell me no, I'm going to dig till you tell me why it's no, right. because, right. you know, that was 33 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I would be more than willing to come alongside you and refile those papers. Um, the process, uh, well, you asked about the other programs. So it would be expungement, it would be the cultural humility training, and it would be the health and wellness piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been focused on the expungement and the budget because that's, that's where I found in this community uh, that I live in where we need the most help because mm-hmm. people are living in 
the most horrible places down right. here. And it's because they have a background. Mm -hmm. um, there's timelines, you know, for a felony. There's timelines for a gross misdemeanor. And there's a timeline for a petty misdemeanor for which you can apply. Um, what I have done is I have hosted, I think, four expungement workshops. Mm -hmm. And the clinic for me was located up in St. Paul. That's why I said you're close to St. Paul. But what that's historically where the clinic is held in St. Paul. Mm -hmm. But I have recently collaborated with the legal aid here in Winona and Winona State University. So the clinic will be coming to Winona. Oh, nice. Oh. The plus to that is, is that I work with people that live in, uh, I work with a marginalized community of people down here mm -hmm. uh, in Winona. So I can't assume that they can make it to St. Paul. Mm -hmm. So it was very important to me. And uh, a goal of mine when this first started was to bring the clinic to Winona because now I am going to meet with Houston County, Olmstead County, Wabasha County, uh, Goodhue County, um, Dodge County. So I'm meeting oh, with every county yeah, that surrounds this area so that the clinic is accessible. Um, I have what people don't know also is an arrest can count against you as well, whether or not you were convicted or not. And I just mm -hmm. uh, found that out. So um, I have a team of volunteer attorneys now. Uh, anybody that's interested in getting an expungement, uh, you can inbox me you can call i can let you know what the timelines are right now you can apply for an expungement if you're five years and not convicted of any new crimes with a felony with the gross misdemeanor you have to be four years out and not convicted of any new crime and with a petty misdemeanor or misdemeanor it's two years and not convicted of any new crime mm -hmm. which means that you have to be uh, discharge from any sentence, any probation, any parole, mm -hmm. any completion of any diversion program. Okay. Okay. Um, what makes you eligible because there's an uh, eligibility process for expungement and then there's one for pardons. Mm -hmm. Anything okay. first to third degree um, will require a pardon. Mm -hmm. uh, anything fourth and fifth you qualify for expungement depending on what that crime is. So um, I, I have a whole list of what what crimes make you eligible mm -hmm. and what crimes that uh, you are not eligible to get an expungement for. Okay. And I believe um, crimes not eligible for expungement is murder, kidnapping, criminal sexual conduct, indecent exposure, mm -hmm. peeping Tom, whether that's somebody looking through your window or a mirror on their shoe in the mm -hmm. bathroom, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So okay. um, wow. I have a detailed list of those. So if you want to so, contact me. So how I've does the part that. <laughs> Yo, somebody did that in um, one of the counties <laughs> to a, a kid. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. So Yeah, it, it no. was in a high school bathroom. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A so, mirror um, on a shoe. <laughs> Dang. He wanted it bad. Yes. Look. <laughs> that's a lot. What? Okay, how do you get a pardon? You got a first degree? Yeah, what's the conviction? difference between what what is the difference yeah. right, between mm -hmm. the pardon and the and the expungement? The pardon you have to go before the governor. Okay. So say you had say you had 
several offenses like I did. I okay. had one first degree, but I had like eight other, you know, um, degrees that fell under expungement. Okay. So if you try to jump to the part and the governor's going to say, no, I need you to go back and get them expungements. Okay. Right. Because him pardoning you on one still does not make you eligible for employment. If you have eight, you know, other crimes that are going to pop up on that, um, that are going to pop up when they do a background check. Okay. So I always encourage the expungements first. Uh, a pardon is no different except for you go before a board. Uh, you have to get letters of reference. Mm -hmm. You have to show what it is that you're doing with your life now. And you go talk to people. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I encourage because I hear a lot, I want to get my my pardon because I want to get this conceal and carry. Don't go stand in front of the <laughs> pardon board and tell them, you know, I want to get my can sell and carry so I need this mm -hmm. off my record because mm -hmm. you can actually be at the point where they're going to give you that part and when you open up your mouth mm -hmm. you Let know you that cannot happen mm -hmm. so um it's a shorter process believe mm -hmm. it or not but it's a you, you actually go in front of a panel I should say okay. and you can have people come physically speak for you whereas with the expungement you're speaking for yourself okay. and okay. it is intimidating i had cases in olmstead mm. hennepin um and some oh a ramsey i was okay. a busy little beaver when i was out there <laughs> so you know and again like you said you have to file an expungement for every county mm -hmm. where um the nonprofit comes in here is say that you want to go for an expungement. Like you said, it mm -hmm. costs, but there is a fee waiver. Mm -hmm. So say that you make too much money mm -hmm. to get your fee waived. My nonprofit is positioned to step in and do a sliding scale and either meet you halfway or if there's extenuating circumstances, I will pay that fee for you. Oh, wow. awesome. Okay. That's great. And they just have to go through your program mm -hmm. to get yeah, the I mean, help. Yeah. Like like a like a one time person ch contact and you give me a pardon they right. don't get that you I mean you're not gonna just pay right is um, it a course or something like a a weekend I, course I would you have at for least that? Re I would require that they go through the workshop but even with the expungement workshop you have to go by route of the volunteer attorneys okay. so let me just make that clear. I'm giving you information. I'm not okay. the expert. Okay. The volunteer attorneys actually go through the expungement packet with you. Okay. What I do is I help you uh, fill out the self-addressed envelope to send off to the BCA because mm -hmm. you can't go off what you think your record is. Right. Okay. So you send $8 to the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, AKA BCA. Mm -hmm. You get your official record and I'm willing to sit down and come alongside of you to fill out that packet so that you don't miss anything mm -hmm. that you want expunged. Then um, I will refer you to uh, Winona Legal Aid who will do an intake on you. Mm -hmm. And they are the ones that actually decide whether or not you qualify for that fee waiver. The reason why I partnered with them is because I don't want anyone saying, well, she promised me I was going to get an expungement, <laughs> no. you know, <laughs> so like um, just so uh, I'm not liable because I'm not the expert. Mm -hmm. And I also have you sign a waiver that states 
I informed you that I am not an attorney. Mm -hmm. I did not promise you that your record would definitely be expunged. So I just basically am the person that gives you the workshop, that gives you the information, that puts the packet in your hand. And I'm willing to sit with you because not everybody even understands that packet. And what that packet consists of, they ask you, where were you at in your life then? And -hmm. where are you in your life now? Mm -hmm. And they also require letters of reference those letters have to be notarized because they want to know that you didn't sit and write them all Mm -hmm. and give yourself a glowing review (laughs) so it's just Mm -hmm. i try to uh pass on the information because people genuinely do not know how to start this process if you're sitting at home and your life has changed and you know that you have stuff on your record that's interfering with you upgrading Mm -hmm. it to whatever position you're in example there's a young lady that has been at her job. She has a record. She's been at her job those seven years. They want to promote her. Mm-hmm. So on the promotion to make $10,000 more, they're like, but we want you to do a background mm. check. Whoa. She can't get that promotion oh. without it. It showed up and they said, go and get it expunged. Okay. Oh, they gave her an opportunity. Yes. To get I mean, when you've been at a job seven years, you've proved, you know, what they know what type of employee she's going to mm-hmm. be. But in order for her to go to the next level, this is what the job requires. And what, okay. And so when you prove yourself like that, just like from, because I, I know you've been, you know, watching this and seeing a lot of different companies mm-hmm. um, with people with jobs and at needing your help and change their lives changing. What is it to the company if the person proved the point? Like, what is the point of saying, okay, this isn't them no more? Can't they make the executive decision and say, well, okay, we're just going to promote her anyway. Like, what is the, right. what is it with the employers and um, the rules of the no background? Like, what is it? I mean, I understand the um, murder and assault and, you know, things that's going to put other people in danger in an, you know, environment mm-hmm. at a job. But outside of that, if a person is come in and they've done the job well, why do you think that they have to have you know, a piece of paper stating mm-hmm. that they don't have a background. I mean, you just seen the performance. You right. just seen how this person operates yeah. for the seven years. That piece of paper is going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand that. It depends on the industry. Oh, yeah. And she was in an industry where she was going to be handling personal information. And oh. she was going to be handling money, okay. mortgages, okay. and people's personal information okay and her background was in theft mm-hmm. okay 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 so Understood. it depends on the industry just like with expungement now with expungement it seals your record but it doesn't seal it for certain industries oh, really? so i can't go get a job at a bank i can't apply for a job with the fbi I can't apply for a job with the police. So even though you can't look up my record and see it, you have government entities that can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if I'm applying for uh, a job working with vulnerable adults, they can see that. Mm. And so they 
that's one industry that can make the decision. You're not automatically disqualified. What you then do is you submit a letter to uh, the Department of Human Services in St. Paul. Mm -hmm. And if you have a supervisor that says, I'm willing to work alongside her and supervise her work for X amount of time, you keep that job. I've done that. Mm. I had to do a disqualification set aside and it was like 10 questions and I had to answer all those questions and send it back in and they granted me to work with one of those. Yes, and I had to do the same thing, Sade, and they allowed me to do it as well. I had to do the same thing. Wow. Yeah. It's just... Taking the work to do it, you know. Right. You, I mean, it's kind of when you look at the paperwork, you're like, "Oh my God, I'm not going to be able to do all of this." Right? Yeah. But it's the steps. Right. When you determine, you can do it. Yeah. It's the steps. steps, and what I will say um, too is, it just takes one person to, to give you a thing. Yes, to believe in you, right. and that's with housing. That's mm-hmm. with a job. You know, I don't even want to come across like your background totally disqualifies you. Mm-hmm. It's the people that are looking at Get the you. paper. Mm-hmm. I'm not who I am on paper or who I was because my record has mm-hmm. been right. expunged. But if you sit in front of the right person and the right people, and they decide to give you a chance. Mm-hmm. Feel blessed because that will lead to other things. Those are the people that wrote my letters of reference, Mm -hmm. you know, when I needed them Mm -hmm. for my expungement. So I would say it has to start with you believing in yourself because yes, I can work that job and I deserve to work (laughs) that job. Do I have what it takes to work that job? So it's believing in yourself because when you believe in yourself, you are going to relay that through any interview that you are in. Um, I don't think I sat in front of any employer Mm -hmm. ever and interviewed with them and did not get the job. Wow. Now, first first out, I interviewed mm-hmm. uh, against 10 different candidates and it was working at a school. And I was chose, and that's when I disclosed to them. Mm-hmm. See, don't allow them to find it, disclose right. it to them. Uh-huh. Right. But if uh-huh. I wasn't going to be considered for the position, why should I disclose anything? Right. So when they said, Kathy, they have chose you for the position, I have a background. I couldn't take that job because it was dealing with school, school age children. How how many, how many um, felons were you able to assist with getting employment? I have one young lady right now who did three years in college Mm -hmm. and the fourth year, she's going to be a nurse. They told her she couldn't return this year. Um, this I should say is new. I'll help you get a job whether I'm in the program or not. Right. You know what I'm saying? I have actually been down to employers here in Winona and talk with them and ask them to take a chance on my word. Mm-hmm. I have employers now that want people, but some people I just can't send <laughs> because they're not ready. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Okay. So I have to make that assessment on my own because um, if you're determined to do what it is that you need to do, it's going to be reflective to me, any program and any employer. I can't, I don't take credit for getting people jobs because I just get you in front of that employer. You sell yourself and get yourself the job. Will I refer you? I absolutely will. 
you know, because I feel that everybody deserves a chance. Mm -hmm. You know, I hear often, ain't no jobs here. Yes, it is. It's Mm -hmm. a lot of jobs here, Mm -hmm. a lot of jobs here. But I don't understand the mentality of when you come out of prison for making 17 cents an hour, Mm -hmm. I ain't taking no job that ain't paying me $10, $20 an hour. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, but just think that the people that come out of prison that want the job, right? They want that $20, 25 mm-hmm. $30 an hour because they've been hearing about how good it's been out here. And they don't exactly. want to stand on their feet for <laughs> 16 hours. They want to do the eight and be done, right? Like right. everybody does. And so right. they're doing to have to do the two jobs. But a lot of people are looking for that high pay because they're scared that Especially the people that went to prison for getting money, they're they're scared right. that they're gonna they're gonna do a turnaround, you know. Right. So they're mm-hmm. trying to stack their money, mm-hmm. and they want that image, they want that look. It really, yes. it, it, if their bills are paid, they're happy with that. But it's mm-hmm. really about what people are gonna say. Oh, he's doing bad, or she's doing bad. She looked like this, she looked like mm-hmm. that. Well, yeah, I'm just regular now, you know. I'm not, right. I don't have all right. that money yes. no more. We have a viewer's question though. And Benita says, can you assist with someone outside of Minnesota? Or are there... I have um, expungement information for Iowa, Wisconsin, and um, Iowa... Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Illinois. Oh, good. I don't assist you per se, but we'll sit down with you and help you to the the point where you file your papers. Because Illinois is a little bit different. Minnesota, in Illinois, they want you to go get your fingerprints to prove that it's you. So they'll send you a fingerprint card. You have to go to a uh, local police department, Mm. prove that it's you, get fingerprinted, and then you can file. They're not accepting <laughs> anything just off the bat. Wow. That's uh, a deterrent for, for a person who don't even want to get up and go do all that. Exactly. Right. Uh, right. Wisconsin's a little bit different. I'm working with a young lady out of North Dakota right now, and mm. North Dakota doesn't even have expungement. What? So I'm really working behind the scenes with people there in nonprofits and organizations because she has a master's degree in accounting and can't get a job. So wait a minute. Is it because it's a reservation? Because isn't all reservations federal? No. No, she's not on the res- it's, she, wow. it's not a it's not a federal uh, crime. Okay. So North Dakota does not have any kind of way where you can just get your you're just a fella forever. Not at present. If wow. it's on there, it's on there. So, you know, I just try to spend time trying to learn the areas that are touching mm-hmm. Minnesota mm-hmm. because I just want to reach out and help whoever I can. If I can't help you personally, I want to be able to give you the information and guide you through. Oh, okay. that's sweet. And what's the other program that you offer? The cultural humility training is a two hour virtual training that um, I've been doing with uh, colleges all over and organizations all over. I just did one for uh, social workers all over the United States and they got CEUs for that to continue their, you know, education uh, education and what's required for them to keep their license. Mm. Uh, The health and wellness, I am always Mm. available outside Mm. of the program with the program. 
them to talk about health and wellness just because of the way that it affects our community, Mm -hmm. how it affects poor communities, Mm -hmm. how it affects people. You know, I I want us to live forever. So if we can exchange tidbits, I don't know it all. Mm -hmm. I'm learning, but I'm growing. And so I'm just always open to learning stuff myself. And I try to incorporate that in as I go. Are you still running? (laughs) Yes. And still doing a boot camp tape? Well, I, I love that boot camp. I know, yes. That is the deal. Uh-huh. So um, I'm doing a lot more walking, okay. though, Sade, than running because um, I am 62. Mm-hmm. And my doctor said my knees in concrete, <laughs> we don't have yeah. the same love affair we did when I was 30. Right. So I walk a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. Okay. And okay. I work out. Yes. And so... Um, on ending our segment, we have this uh, um, story <laughs> that you have to tell us, right? And so it could be a story that um, pertains to either you experienced the shoe or you were about to go to the shoe <laughs> or when you got out, you prevented yourself you did a self-talk that told yourself like i don't want to go back and be in the shoe right so it could be either one you actually were in solitary confinement um (laughs) you actually almost went and um a situation that stopped you from going back to jail and then also when you got home somebody that might have had you messed up where you said okay I, I, I'm gonna make sure I go you know oh beeline God. over here so I don't go back inside mm-hmm. well that one I fight on a regular basis oh, down uh-oh. here when no the like they ain't work you going back to jail Kathy right oh, okay. uh, but an incident that is really clear and stands out for me is I had made a promise to myself, not my kids, myself, Mm -hmm. to play a mental video of my worst day of when I was locked up. Mm -hmm. So when I think about picking up that bag Mm -hmm. or hustling Mm -hmm. or doing something dumb, Mm -hmm. that I play that mental video Mm -hmm. in my head. And for me, the mental video, which I know a lot of people are probably not used to, is that airlift. Okay. And so the airlift is when you are going to another state to do your time. They came and got me from Sherburne County Jail. Mm Mm-hmm. I was shackled and black boxed, which mm. a lot of people don't know what that is. Yep. You shackled at the feet, mm-hmm. you're handcuffed, and there's a black box yes. that is put over the handcuffs so right. you can't move. Right. Okay. And that so, and those sh- and those shackles go from your feet to your hands. Really? Yes. And yeah. they go from your feet to your oh, waist. You're shackled around, yep. your waist, around your waist. You know, yeah. so you duck walking because yep. that's all you can do. Yeah. And so uh they transported me to Rochester. Airport, mm-hmm. and uh, they were nothing nice out on the runway. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of things that I remembered. I was locked up with a young lady that they would not 
give her the tools to take her weave out. Mm -hmm. So as she's out on the runway, they're telling her to put her finger in her mouth, open your mouth. And uh, her, they, anybody that had false teeth, they made them take them out and put them in their hand, Really, you know, and yeah, Mm -hmm. hair was lifting up, you know what I'm saying? And it was so degrading. Degrading, So when you get up on the plane, they sit the women to the front. It was just like Con Air, if you've ever Mm -hmm. seen that movie. I experienced that. When you get on the plane, (laughs) yeah, when you get on the plane, the men are in the back, the women are in the front, Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, and they're trying to talk to you, like, hey, how much time you got, baby? Look, I want that pen pal. Okay. Right. Right. So, the mental video that I play often is the young lady sitting next to me had to go to the restroom. Mm -hmm. So, the marshal took her time with you know, taking her to the restroom. So she had to walk back to go to the bathroom and they don't assist you with them handcuffs and shackles. So she literally peed on herself. Oh, wow. And they made her walk back through the men and sit down. And sit down and talk about when I, the look on her face. And so I asked the marshals, I said, what happens? Because every time the plane would turn, it would sound like the engine was going to drop. You know, just really, you know, (laughs) and so I asked her, I said, so what happens if this plane crashes? Do they mention us? She said, no, they'll mention our names and they'll just say 260 some convicts dead. Oh, wow. And that has stuck with me forever. Get out how she was treated, mm-hmm. how they did not care. And once you sit down in your seat, they mm-hmm. then padlock you to a little hook, your right. foot to right. a hook in the plane. Like you really gonna so, go somewhere on a plane. Exactly. Yeah. And they have a solitary confinement cage at the front of the plane. Wow. So if you're in the shoe when you leave the prison or the jail, you in the shoe Showing on the plane. plane. Mm, yep. Get yes, out of here. Do. Yes, so, they do. That's enough. How big is that plane? Little. It depends. They're, they're old planes. Tight. They're planes yeah. that they don't fly people in no, no more. So, no. you know, they, they tune up the engine Mm-mm. and it's like, let's go. Mm-mm. Yes. Right. And so, it, and it's like you're 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 really praying that um usually if you have a court date, they will sometimes make it to where you can go through the airport. And if uh, your camp yeah. status, they'll just let you go. Oh, they'll yes. write you. A lot yes. of girls was messing up though, because a lot of girls yes. was um, put that gray jogging suit on and you do your hair real fly. You got them new kicks on. You don't, you look like everybody else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what yeah. they would do was they would tell their boyfriend, an old boyfriend, cousin, bring a friend. <laughs> <laughs> They would try. They would have um, somebody pick them up mm, and yes. drive them to the next place and have yes. sex all while they're going to the next prison. I know someone that got pregnant like that. Yes. Got pregnant on the and lots of people that prayed that they weren't pregnant on their past to go to the next prison. Yeah, so that's a that's just a perk that's in. It's none of its perks, but that's a part right. of a perk in the penitentiary right. to travel by yourself. Sometimes also, if it was too many people on the plane, mm-hmm. 
they would um let you let two um marshals take you on a regular mm -hmm. plane you know mm -hmm. and they would just sit next to you if they knew you mm -hmm. was cool or they thought you weren't mm -hmm. gonna run or nothing like that mm -hmm. they wouldn't even put mm -hmm. handcuffs on you they'd just be like okay go to the bathroom we can stand outside the mm -hmm. bathroom mm -hmm. wait on you to come back things like that mm -hmm. let you eat some food mm -hmm. all of that mm -hmm. but yeah it's real yeah. That, yeah. that that con air was horrible yeah so the that would be my number one mental video mm -hmm. i mean there's many and, and you just get to a point for me uh i'm not gonna go back to the shoe because i just got sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired right. you know i was sick of myself mm -hmm. i knew i was intelligent but i wasn't behaving like right. i was intelligent so when you rewind those mental videos you have to also realize that the people around you that's taunting you and talking crazy mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying they aren't even worth it right so that mental video has kept me from when I thought, oh, I need some more money. This mm -hmm. ain't getting it. This is coming too <laughs> slow. I'm on the bus. I right. need a car. Right. It is really, I, I, I can just attest to and just thank God it has kept me where, you know what? Think You better play that video. That's yeah. right. So um, yeah. I appreciate this show. Yes, and we appreciate um, you. I just hope Shame. that people know that if you make a mistake, fix it and move, move on. on. Yes, you know what I'm saying? On. You don't have to be stuck. You aren't who, you know, these papers or what they think you are on paper. Mm -hmm. And if anybody wants any assistance with expungement, budgeting, anything, health and wellness. Yes. I have a page. It's uh, less the, the page. The Facebook page is called Let's Erase the Stigma. Okay. My email address is Erase the Stigma. 2020 at gmail so you know every service that i offer is free and i'll say that again mm -hmm. every service that i offer is free okay so you know if you want the help if you're willing to do the work to get to where it is that you see yourself outside of your comfort zone mm -hmm. Don't hesitate to call me. My phone number is 507-313-6886. So you've got three avenues. Yeah. <laughs> and it's free. It's free. It's free. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you so you much. So much yeah, Kathy. We thank appreciate you. you. Thank you. you. Thank you. So. I appreciate you as well. Yeah. Thank you for thank tuning in to another episode of Meet the Shoe. Traveling in some motion, battling with the question.